La 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 la. Podcast warm-ups. Podcast la 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 Podcast La 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 Good. It's very, very it's warm. It's very warm in here. Very, I can't believe warm. it's uh, it's March. I know, I was going to say, this time last year I was doing a show and it was raining. On St. Patrick's Day last year we did a pub crawl and uh, we got an Uber about 500 metres down the road because it was really thick snow. But then really? we had to wait for it for half an was hour. Was that with the beast from the east? That was the beast from the east. Not, to, and we were in East London. So. I used to call my friend from the west country the pest from the west. <laughs> <laughs> My mum calls me but. the beast from the east because I'm now living in East London. They call me beast just all the time. Oh, you're not a beast. I am. I mean, you're beastly, but you're not I'm a beast. I'm a beast when it comes to the buffet. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to the very first episode of the Fork and Spoon podcast. Whoop, whoop, whoop. How I exciting. I am Estelle Holmston. And I am Keith Goldsborough. And we are here in the recording booth for the very first time. Very, I'm not going to lie exciting. to you, it's a little bit trashal. Oh, it is very, very warm in so here. So if I pass out, Estelle's going to be doing the first I have. By I do have first aid training. <laughs> but we are very, it's also quite small in here. It so is. We're quite restricted. This in is taking our, our friendship to a new level. It is. It is. <laughs> okay, so you're probably wondering why this podcast is called the Fork and Spoon Podcast. They probably are. And why we is are it? going to tell you. So the reasoning is it all began. When Keith and I first met, where the friendship blossomed, and I was, I had food items that I was desperate to eat. I was very hungry, and I needed the correct cutlery. And I said, <laughs> Do you know what would be really perfect right now? That specific utensil that is a fork and spoon combined. And I thought, Oh, what is that called? And then there you were, you popped and there up. There I was. And what did you call it? I went, oh, you need a fapoon. A fapoon. And I thought that was probably the funniest thing I've heard since 2014. So I thought, I need you to be my friend. And since then, I've called you fapoon. That, yeah, that is your that, nickname. Yeah, that is, I, I'd be and surprised if you called me anything else now. Yeah, exactly. So we decided to split it up, fork and spoon. And here we are. And here we are, the Fork and Spoon podcast. There we go. Coming up today, we're going to be reviewing the West End musical Come From Away, which we've both seen. We have, thankfully. Um, that's going to be really interesting. And later on, I have chosen something for Estelle to watch. And Estelle is going to give her thoughts on this. My honest partic- review. Honest review. So that's what we're going to be doing weekly. I'm going to set Estelle a mission to watch something which is out of her comfort zone. Yes. And she's going to give it an honest review now i'm really looking forward to that i'm not gonna lie me too you chose a very good one this week i know yeah a nice one to settle us in absolutely so yeah that's what we've got coming up guys so what are you trying to do i'm trying to log in i'm not very good admin log into our instagram yes i am (laughs) how many times have you logged in a lot i had to i've told you the story of the fact that i had to log out of my many many instagram accounts that i already had i had a fan account for a specific female lead in a musical i had a 
It was called Cat's Modeling Agency. Yeah, tell me about Cat's Modeling Agency because I really want to know what that is. I can show you it because it still exists. Yeah, but just imagine that you can't show me. Imagine that I can only hear you. Yeah, I will. (laughs) But to be able to describe it as such. I can't find it anyway, thank God. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> it's just a collection, only about five posts, of, cats of my cats, okay. who are the most beautiful cats. I have two tabbies called Thomas and Toby. We got them from Battersea Cats and Dogs Home, which is the best place in Absolutely. the world. If anyone's looking to get a cat, always, always adopt always, one. Don't always. get a new cat. Don't You don't need to breathe. There's already some beautiful creatures in the world. Absolutely. They were called Tarragon and Oregano when we first got them. (laughs) Among the litter were other spice (laughs) names. Were they found in Kensington? No. Um, And they are... Oh, Thomas is my best friend in the whole world, apart from you. Anyway, so you dress Thomas up? No, I don't dress them up. They're naturally beautiful. (laughs) Oh, really? I just take those... There's no tutus involved? No. I'll tell you what, though. Toby, the other one, we call him, like, Scar from The Lion King because yeah. he's just... He's a bit he evil. Plans he to bring down the world. He is obsessed with Polly Pocket. So I used to be <laughs> obsessed with it when I was younger. I used to... I had all the sets, and I'd keep the little rubber clothes in a shoebox, and he would come into my room, nestle his little head, open the box with his head, get them out, put them in his mouth... And take them to his bowl, or just sit so he and play was with sitting them. there with his little Polly Pocket. He was just what playing was his favourite? Voles. No, or so the there were the what there were spe- there were specific ones that you had you had to be a very elite collector. Oh, do you know what I'm thinking of? Salvadian families. That's not them, is it? That would be veering on cannibalism. <laughs> yes. so, so he, just, he just wants the clothing accessories. Oh, okay. He so, was obsessed. With the Polly Pocket clothing accessories. Yeah, the little rubber like skirt, shoes. He did like, like a little hat or a handbag. They're literally so, like, tiny, so tiny. The most minute... Okay. Rubber items. Anyway, so you had to log out of that account to be able to log back, back into, into ours, which I'm still struggling with. Okay, so um, while Estelle try, while tries to get into our Instagram account, so we can read out some of your letters later, um, we'll leave her to that for the moment. Yeah, thank you. And so we're here for our very first review, Estelle. Our very first review, and um, it is a stellar one to be kicking off with. It is. Tell everyone at home what it is. It is the recently West End added production <laughs> of Come From Away. Come From Away. Which has come from Broadway. Yeah. And is now selling out completely. And it is the story of the people who were in the planes in the air when 9-11 happened wow okay i know that but as hard hitting and overwhelming as that is it is still probably one of the most uplifting and heartwarming pieces of theater i have ever seen absolutely so it all takes place on an island in canada yeah and the island is gander lovely so newfoundland newfoundland so the planes that are grounded during 9-11 land on the island. It has an airport, which is not used very much no. due to the invention of long-travel yes. engines. Yes. So it has this big airport, and the planes land on the island, and um, it's all about the hospitality of the people mm-hmm. from the island, and also the like the trauma and the anxiety that the passengers yeah. are feeling. And the connection that they begin to have, and the family 
element throughout, really. Absolutely. So let's start with um, talking about the musical as a whole. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought that the music music has obviously a very Irish feel to yes. it. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. I saw another show the night before. I booked these two shows far in advance. And I thought, gosh, I, I can't wait for that week. It's going to be a brilliant week. Um, and I thought, I'm seeing one show. And then I'm going to see Come From Away the next day. And I thought, well, I'll do, I'll, I'll do a bit of listening um, to the music before. I, I like to have a taste of what the music's going to be. Um, and But I listened to this and I thought, gosh, do you know what? I really don't know if that's going to be my thing. Mm, yeah, no, I understand what you mean. I did think, you know, any musical that has the backdrop of 9-11 is going to be yes. have an emotional impact. Yeah. I mean, I was... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I remember, you know, 9-11 quite vividly you know mm. seeing the images on the television so anything that involves 9-11 is going to have that emotional connection with yes people. yeah I think I, the first song I think I listened to was Welcome to the Rock and I thought gosh I just don't understand how this style is going to be able to fit in with the story absolutely and I thought I, I assume it's going to be a very visual thing but then when I looked up photos of it and reviews a big part of it is they're very minimal sets so I thought god where where is it gonna where is the links gonna be but then obviously seeing it I realized it's just through it's through the actors through the emotion and just I think through the atmosphere in that room of of the the hospitality absolutely oh. let's talk about the actors okay now they multi-role in this they do in this musical do. very 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 effectively it's very effective what really struck me was um there was certain characters that were so defined and yet they were jumping from that character to the yes. next with, like, literally in seconds. Yeah, well, with it being a, a singular act show, I thought... I've thought about this a lot. I thought a big part of the success of it is to do with the pace and that came a lot, definitely, from the actors. And as well, I've been learning a lot recently in my drama degree about what you want an audience to do and feel and that can come from a lot of their situation and environment in terms of where they're physically sitting i was sitting in the grand circle i'm a student i got the cheap tickets um, <laughs> and I, I'm, I I'm also tall and i was sitting there and i thought gosh this is going to be a difficult legroom situation i went with my <laughs> friend he's also very tall but as it went on i thought oh gosh if this is a kind of direct director choice to have me sitting here in this seat for an hour and 40 minutes i thought that compared to what they had to do when they were stuck on that plane for what 38 hours absolutely i thought that's I, a if that's really a good choice, point yeah, actually because I, I thought wow that, that's really hitting a hard message here's me sitting here with my my cheese and onion crisps <laughs> yeah. i'm fine i'm, I'm actually fine, fine. although there, there is a song in the show that um that is very funny about when the Passengers were trapped on the plane. Oh, the alcohol. And they break out the, the minibar. Uh, mini oh, it's brilliant. And they all get drunk. It's brilliant. It's really good. Well, Let's just... talk about some of the specific actors. Yes, okay. Um, what Who really stood out for me? Uh, Jenna Boyd, um, yes. who plays, um, is it Bella? Yes, yes. Uh, in, the, um, in the show. I just thought, had that really motherly, caring, compassionate character yes, down did. to a T. She also had the comedy aspect absolutely as well which was like when she was first introduced she really brought up the energy 
I completely agree with that. And I love the scene that there's, um, there's going to be mild spoilers, but they're not huge spoilers. No. But there's a scene when she's talking to one of the passengers from the plane whose son is a firefighter oh, in New York. Yes. Oh. And they're having this very mo- emotional exchange. And one minute she's going from, you know, quite a comedic scenes yes. into those really sort yeah. of comforting, I, beautiful yeah. scenes. It's again with the pace, and as well, obviously, you've got the tool of the music, the beautiful music. We'll talk about that later. But for her to be able to turn a scene into, because obviously, it's the most emotional and heart straining topic, but they do so well at keeping it so high energy and the pace so high. But then you have those, those killer moments of when it actually reflecting and look at what's happening look at this one woman who can't get in contact with her son oh it's it, it's, it's, it's killer a, and then it goes from that extreme to the next extreme where there is a character i think it's the character bonnie who looks after the animals yes yes oh, she's so there's animals on the plane obviously because you know in long-haul flights there they, are they animals. basically turn over every stone the scene as well when the people on um in Ganda go to the shop to buy all the stuff they're going to need for all these people coming it's like oh yeah. well there's going to be some babies there's yes. going to be some women you're going to need some tampons yeah oh and that's the, and brilliant the, and the policeman who has to go to the shop to get them is like yeah. completely oblivious yeah. to the fact the that he has to food. buy tampons i know he doesn't end up going in the end it's but, really um, good but yeah the animals with the animals like um there was a um the the chimp the chimp there was a chimp on board one of the planes yeah and the chimp was pregnant yeah and unfortunately um the chimp uh, lost the baby but yeah. it's this compassion this like everyone else is very compassionate about the people and then you've got bonnie's compassionate about the animals yes and yeah and she puts them way before herself there's times where she's asked if she wants food if she wants to go for a drink and she's she's absolutely frantic because she's got her little routine set up that well she talks about it in the first song but she's just taken these animals to be her children and they are her yeah. main priority i think it's very 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 um important to mention right now that this is a 100 percent true story oh uh, yeah so these people actually do exist these people did put themselves yeah. out these and it's so personal up. that you you that you don't even question it you don't no. even think oh is this kind of authentic because you, even though it's what they went through i think the, the heart-wrenching part of it is the the nostalgia of it is there still and you can see it so evidently even like, obviously with the way that it the story is kind of tied up beautifully by saying the tradition that has become of them going back to visit and how this horrific event has turned into something be- like beautiful and that they really celebrate absolutely oh. um let's talk yeah. about clive carter who plays claude yes <coughs> he was really good he was very good his multi-rolling was probably my favorite he he's um like the old like the older sort of member of the community yeah i really saw he's him like as the mayor character sure. yeah he really was um, absolutely fantastic um, and Jonathan Andrew Hume oh he he was also definitely a comedic relief but as well I, th- I think I cried the most during some of his sections um, the part where he's praying it oh that's what I mean about it I'm like turning over every stone because yes you had these people who are all in the same situation but then it even went as far as to look at the prejudice within this tiny community absolutely so jonathan andrew hume's character he plays a um one half of a gay couple but then also plays a uh, muslim from egypt who was on one of the flights yes and um there is 
a lot of prejudice against him uh, when he's playing that character because obviously there's scaremongering, uh, there's news reports coming through about, you know, the events that are happening in New York mm-hmm. and then the hysteria of, of um, that came after with, with um, like, Muslims in America. Mm-hmm. So his character was definitely persecuted. But tell me about the scene when that all comes... Like when he's talk, because he goes to Bella's character quite a lot and says about, let me yes, work in the please kitchen. Please let me work in the kitchen. Well, it's frantic. They talk about um, the fact that they have to feed over thousands and thousands of people. All of these people, you've got a mad spectrum of countries and food delicacies that they're kind of expecting. And religions. And used to. Religions, times of the day that they're going to eat, because these are people who've come over on hundreds of different flights. They're Absolutely. all expecting breakfast at different times. <laughs> he is found kind of pottering around the kitchen and with the the kind of attitudes when he says, let me help, they say, no, no, you go, you go and relax, you go Absolutely. and sit down. That happens a couple of times. And in a moment of a bit of panic and a frantic time, he says, please let me help. I am a master chef. And she says... In a very renowned yeah. hotel chain. Yes. And, and she's she like, basically picks him up and throws him in into the, the kitchen. kitchen. It's such a nice moment because that I feel is like a really nice that moment. is the moment when he's recognised and he's accepted into the group. Yes, massively. Because he's very on the outside up to that point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, really, really nice. Really good moment. Um, I know who you want to talk about. I want to talk about the... Irish gem that is Rachel Tucker, one of my favourite West End stars ever to the extent that after seeing this show I thought, yes I, I am going to go and see it again and I'll book to see it again but, but before then I need I need a bit more of Rachel Tucker in my life so I went back and re-watched the entirety of the I'd Do Anything Andrew Lloyd Webber series Absolutely. So I'd Do Anything was Andrew Lloyd Webber series where he was trying to find a Nancy a for Nancy. his production of Oliver In This was also Samantha Banks Barks, okay, who plays Eponine in the film and the show. So a lot of stars is. came out from so many, so many. Why do you love her? I mean, I, I love, love her. I thought she was incredible. I love the character love so much. I feel like she, uh, she, she covers the issue of having to keep it because her character is the flight pilot. So she, I think, throughout has got the guilt and responsibility within her because it is something she loves so much. She she has one of my favourite songs in it talking about her journey to becoming a flight pilot and how it is so heartbreaking for her that, that, that the plane is what was used as the the bomb, basically. Um, but I just, I think that, I just think she's. I don't. Even, I think she's just the best character. Um, I think her Rachel, her song, if... as I said, "Me in the Sky," is. I've never cried so much in my life, but at the same time, it's so uplifting. I found. I think they're all absolutely brilliant, but I saw her as the constant throughout yeah, for me. I really I saw her as a tying element, and you saw everything she went through, whether. I know, obviously, she's playing it for the however many thousandth time, but it felt like it was the first time she'd got up on that stage. And I've watched her in interviews, and she says when she goes to sing that song, she feels like she's taking... Because 
they have had a lot of interaction throughout their rehearsal process and recently with their press nights with the kind of originals, the people that this is based off of. And she says that every time that she meets the actual character of Beverly the flight pilot, she feels like she is kind of almost singing her kind of... Like, she's just singing for her and it's... Exactly. She describes it... It must be a huge responsibility to play a real person Mm. who went through quite a traumatic time, especially if you're a pilot and you were, like, in the air or around during 9-11. It must be very scary, very upsetting. She lost a friend... In the show, she lost... Yes. ...a friend. One of the pilots of another flight was... um, She knew very well. Her priority is trying to keep her passengers informed and safe, but at the same time she plays the character of someone who's losing themselves almost and obviously you would be struggling so much and there's so much I I love the scenes where it's kind of like the phoning home but she's always puts herself second and she describes her song Me in the Sky as the eulogy that that character nearly had. Yeah. And I think oh, that's very I fitting. Just think, oh, I know. Rachel, if you're listening, you've obviously got a really big fan here. You so have, you have. You know, book a table in a restaurant, you and Estelle get together. Oh, please. And you just. Can sing to me anytime. Another thing that <laughs> really stands out for me is having done my research is we must talk about the characters of Nick and Diane, who are. Uh, this is so important that you know that this is true. So they met on the plane on the way there, fell in love, and I'm not going to spoil it anymore, but it's based on a true story. And oh, they say, well, Nick is British. Yeah, and she is on a from business trip. Texas. And she's from Texas, I yeah. believe, yeah. Um, and without giving too much away, they say that these the real people that this is based on, every time they watch the performance, it feels like they're renewing their vows. Well, you've just given the big spoiler away. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Not necessarily. No, you know, they end up not liking each other at all. They hate each other, And moving to other sides of the world. Yeah, they do. They just get... Lovely. Some correspondence here from our listeners then. So, uh, Kyle's written in a message. Um, I know this is a bit cheesy, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Because it's Canadian, and I think Kyle is Canadian. Yes. But honestly, it's the perfect representation of Newfoundland. I think that is important because it is one of those... They even describe it themselves as a kind of lost island. Sure. Um, Obviously, with it being used so heavily years and years ago for... Long, yeah, yeah. Long so long haul flights then, used to have to stop there because but now, they couldn't have enough fuel. Technology's developed, it doesn't have to, but I think it's important that it's the insight into the culture of it rather than the kind of practicalities ways that it was used. Sure. He goes on to say, as a guy who has worked and lived with many new fees, new fees, that's obviously new what term. they're called, new fees, uh, they are the sweetest and most welcoming people. Mm. They give heart. And they can be the most passionate. And this musical musical showed all of that and then some. And then some. How lovely is that? That is lovely. So Carl's had first-hand experience of yeah. people from Newfoundland. I think as well, a reason that it is so interesting and engaging is because the culture of Newfoundland is so specific and exciting itself. Um, sure. So I've done a bit of research into it and a lot of... Uh, it's similar to places in England like 
um, Liverpool, during the Troubles in Ireland, a lot of uh, Irish citizens hopped over the water either side and many people went to Gander and Newfoundland and then the culture became itself in the sense of it was this community of kind of outlanders almost and then they've obviously like bred and the accent is still strong and then That's the heritage things, is still yeah. very strong That's but now things it's its I own found thing. quite strange was that it was a quite a strong Irish yes, accent rather yeah. than a sort of broad Canadian which yeah. I would have, would have thought it had a, a bit of a mixture which shows the way that it's kind of come on and yeah but um as I think as well another thing to point out with that is the music it's very folky um especially the kind of the end ones and uh, they do use actual Irish songs there's one called the rat limbo and that is the kind of end screech out outro music. Um, when I heard that, I live, I know many Irish people, and they, I demanded that they go to see it because <laughs> uh, when they do, they will freak out. Um, but I just think that cross uh, intersectionality and the cross culturalism is just the perfect. I know, obviously, it's based on a true story, but you couldn't write it to be any better. It is the no. perfect crossover of everything, of the people, the place. The cultures and the experience, I just think it couldn't be bettered. And they've done it so much justice. Yeah. And I think no, it's I the most important thing in the West End at the moment. So my viewing experience of it was I saw the second preview and wow. um, I didn't expect, I didn't know what I was going to expect. Uh, I didn't know anything about the story. Obviously, I knew that it had some link to 9-11. Um, at the end of the show, we had um, like people in the audience that were from the states and from canada who were leaving generally in tears but it wasn't tears it was it was strange there was some strange like melancholy about it um but people did leave the theater so uplifted and even on the poster like you'll see the poster around london it says this is a show that we need right now i completely agree with that i completely agree with that i think that the the journey that you go on with it I think is the reason that I was so affected by it, which is why yeah. when reading about it, I thought, gosh, this is this is important, but I know it will be harrowing, but I think the reason that I was so emotionally invested was because of the way that the story panned out and the direction of it. I became so engrossed and the kind of the nature of it and the way it finished and the exploration of every single character, you you leave with a bit of your heart in every single person on that stage, I think, and just the story itself. And it, it is reflective in the sense that you think, gosh, why? But I'm at, like, obviously, I'm younger than you, Keith, so I don't remember <coughs> that as well. We were, I told you not to mention that. <laughs> um, yeah, so my memory's worse. Um, <laughs> but regardless, I think you could take a 15-year-old a to that and they would be just absolutely. As, engrossed and invested and also i think what's very important about it is that yes um all those islanders took those people in but it shows the human spirit spirit at a time of crisis absolutely so there could be similar stories to this um with variation with seven seven or the shoot like recent shootings in america Mm -hmm. or the recent tragedy in new zealand there is going to be yes like people that are there that um are being as compassionate and 
as forthcoming as those people on the island were. So I think it's a very, very human story. How many teaspoons out of ten? Um, oh. I'm going to have to say... I'm going to say nine. Okay. Just for my... Because I was sitting in the Grand Circle, but I booked it again. And I'm in row F of the stools and I'm ready to stare at Rachel Tucker's face for <laughs> nearly two hours. And just and that okay. is going to be a solid 12 out of 10. Rachel Tucker, if you're listening, um, you don't need to go to the police, don't worry. <laughs> you don't need to I'm get a restraining a... order. No, she, she's, she's harmless, I Oh, it's all for academic. It's all <laughs> academia. I'm studying. I'm going to give it um, eight and a half teaspoons mm. just because um, I found... At some points, the accent threw me a little bit. Yes. I didn't quite know where what was going on. I was a bit yes. lost with some yeah. of the accents. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I had this feeling that any piece of theatre or art that has a connection with 9-11 will be deeply affecting for some yes. people. Saying that, though, this transcended my expectations. So I am going to yes. give it eight and a half teaspoons. Teaspoons. That is good. Um, house shout out. When I was there, lovely Owen, who um, I think I'm not sure if he was a supervisor or if he was like a front of house member, but was so lovely and so Aww. kind and showed me to my seat and told me that it was the best show that he's seen in, better than Hamilton. He said, "Wow." I don't know if I should say that. Basically, it was <laughs> better than Hamilton, and he was right. I did enjoy the show more than Hamilton, um, and he was just very, very kind, very, very sweet. Bless you, Owen. Bless you, Owen. Thank, Thank you, so you for much. making our experience even better. Absolutely. So, yeah, that is our review that for Come From Away. Me. Come From Away is showing at the moment, right now... At the Phoenix Theatre. In London. Book your tickets. I need to do some mouth exercises. Oh, yeah. I've been laughing and speaking too much. <laughs> do you know when you're at school... Like, did you, like, teach, like, you had some really cool teachers that were like, don't, don't really know. look, excuse me, bruv, can you, like, calm down a bit? I went to a grammar. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, I had this teacher once, and obviously I'm not going to mention any names, I'll just tell you what subject he taught, okay. technology. Nice. And, um, I was, I was, I don't remember this, but I was obviously going home and telling my mum that he was being, you know, maybe saying, calling me some inappropriate things at school. Like what? <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so my mum wrote a letter into school. Corinne, I'm very concerned that this teacher has been calling my son offensive names. I.e. <laughs> dipstick. Dipstick? <laughs> and dipstick the silly Billy. Oh, no. <laughs> Bless my mum. Your mum probably thought, oh, God, he's a sensitive soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please don't call him a dipstick. Please don't call him a dipstick. He doesn't even know what that is. <laughs> I know. He's going to start oh eating dipstick. But you always had that one teacher who was, like, trying to be really down with the Yeah, kids. that is true. Mine had a history my teacher. teacher. Oh, oh, I really? had a history teacher who was It's always awful. history teachers. Yeah. That, like, try and be down with the kids that get on the table and try and reenact yeah. the Battle of Agincourt. Yeah, my name like, is Charles II. <laughs> uh, I love the people, the people love me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's always history teachers, isn't it? It is. How bizarre. Estelle reviews. So I've chosen yes. something which takes Estelle completely out of her comfort zone. Yes. And um, she's going to give some reviews. 
My honest opinion. Your honest opinion. So I've obviously, being literally the biggest geek in the whole wide world, Mm -hmm. I'm going to set you some very interesting um, viewing experiences over the next few podcasts. Yes, I'm excited, apprehensive and scared. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. In that order. In that order. Mm -hmm. Lovely. So this week I set you the task of watching episode one of the Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella the Academy new series on Netflix. Absolutely. So the Umbrella Academy basically is about um, all at once a group of women in the eighties become pregnant. Mm. So they become pregnant um, literally within a split second. Yes. And then a split second later, they give birth to babies. Yes. Um, a lot of the parents obviously don't want the babies, so they sell the no. babies to this sort of mysterious character Very who lives mysterious. in a mansion. Yes. Uh, he adopts all the children mm-hmm. and creates what he calls the Umbrella Academy. Yes, which... Now, each of the kids has some sort of magic powers. Yes. Now, not like like Harry Potter magic. No. More superhero. It's like The Incredibles meets a series of unfortunate events. Yes, it's, that's exactly right. Mm. So there's... Um, I'm not going to give any, any spoilers away no, apart from episode not. one. So, um, yes, so it's um, then skips forward in time, um, 30 years, and yes. it shows where all the kids have ended up. One of them's ended up on the moon. Yes. One of yes. them's ended up as a film star. Yes. One of them has ended up as a uh, violinist. Yes. Which, well, okay, we'll talk about that bit because yes. that's going to be very important. And one of them um, has died and one of them has disappeared. Yes. Um, and the mystery around his disappearance is pretty much solved at the end of episode it one. It is, it is, but it feels like you went on a long journey with them. It doesn't feel like he just popped up again and you thought, oh yeah, I forgot about you. Yeah, I, yeah. I was hooked. Okay, so, come on, what did you think? So, I, as with Netflix, hovered <laughs> my little cursor over it as I was about <laughs> to watch it. And as well, with it being a kind of big feature on Netflix at the moment, the little trailer began to play. I thought, hmm, this this does seem... It seems quite dark, which I like. Uh, But it had the... It seemed to have a bit of of humour in it. And I thought, yes, obviously, I'll give it a go. Within minutes, I began to hear Phantom of the Opera Overture. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is played by... um... One of the characters... My favourite character. Your favourite character. Um, she plays this Phantom of the Opera overture. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to sneeze then. Oh. I held it in. You just got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Very emotional. I had a sneeze, Lloyd Webber is in. in the building. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. So, um, yeah, so this Phantom of the Opera overture starts. I thought, because it started playing, I thought, oh, no, that can't be... And I thought that's that is definitely Christine. She's here. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> in the building. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what an opening! What an opening! What an opening! And having heard a lot about it, done a bit of research on it, I knew that I was going to like her character. And I thought, God, I do hope that she's. What is her name? Is it? I want to say Violet, but it's not. Is it? I can't remember. Me neither. Um, we've oh, done, our, we've done our research. Is she 07? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, each of the kids are given names. Yeah. Uh, names. Numbers. Are given numbers for names. So um, they're I, only really... Or is number so, seven the one missing? Yeah. 
That really close to stop <laughs> yeah. saying. So we're only reviewing the first episode. Yeah, okay. Um, um, yes. So I loved her, and I also loved. I I'm all about the f- female empowerment, powerful females. Um, and her and her sister were brilliant. I also loved the character of the kind of raven-like guy, who was yes. the kind of drug drug lord. He was brilliant. Again, very funny. Very, very complex and developed character. Played by an actor who appeared in the B uh, Channel Four series. <laughs> the, the B movie. <laughs> CBBS. <laughs> appeared in the CBBS. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bedtime. Oh, because I had heard a lot of hype around him. Yeah. I actually haven't seen Misfits. Um, sorry. That but. has to be something you'll need to watch in the future. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you to watch the okay, entire you. series. Stay of tuned to hear my opinion. Absolutely. So we're trying not to give too much away because no. we are only reviewing the first episode. And also, I don't want to give them an, away who's in it because no. I think it's really good to come to it and be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that she's in it. Yeah, or and it, the way it. it's revealed. Absolutely. So um, I the 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 character who has been on the moon. Yes. Um, comes back. And he's sort of like the alpha male of the group. Yes. Well, he definitely. Well, he tries physically. That he he has a contender for that role. Yes. And um, he is built like, like a, a brick. <laughs> like a brick something house. Yeah. Um, and I find him very attractive. I'm not surprised. <laughs> she knows my type. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do I. He is. I mean, I think I'd look at him and a, and a limb would probably fall off or a bone would break. Yeah. Just with his pure strength. <laughs> yes. His smouldering eyes. As He'd well. hug you and you would literally snap in half. Yeah, I mean, and that takes a lot. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm well built. Um, <laughs> Fork and spoon, I'm the spiky one. Yeah, and I'm you're well definitely rounded. Definitely rounded. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, yeah. What would you? How many teaspoons would you give the first episode? Of it's the very Academy? hard to be honest. Well, we haven't mentioned one character yet. Who? Oh, yeah, definitely. Actually, I know. I the monkey is my favourite character. Was <laughs> the monkey? <laughs> it just popped up out of nowhere. That's <laughs> probably the most. He probably had the most personality out of all of them. Exactly. Bless him. I wanted to know more about him. So Just think of Alfred from Batman. Yeah. Um, yes. But as a monkey. Yeah. And that's pretty much. It the gave character. me kind of. Um... And he speaks with a. I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. know who does the voice for him, but he speaks with a very sort of Ian McKellen. Definitely. Like booming, very deep McKellen. British accent. It made me think of a like, kind of. He would be in a elderly home for the monkeys from Wicked, like. If they had continued to learn to speak and then just retired, and some continued to serve, that's what he'd be like. That's it. Yeah. I, like, I I just love the monkey. The monkey. I love the monkey. A little bit of correspondence about Umbrella Academy episode one. Okay. Not as good as the comics. Right. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> Thank you, Claire. <laughs> we will not be taking any more information from you. Absolutely. Based <laughs> on a graphic novel. Thank you, Claire. Not as good as the comics. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, ba, 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 Twitter. Um, a good adaption. Mm. Looking forward to see where it goes next. I'm very excited. A little bit timey-wimey. What does that mean? Well, timey-wimey? Okay, so timey-wimey. please? So timey-wimey is basically a phrase that was coined by David Tennant in Doctor Who. Oh. Day, uh, so timey wimey is like you know when because time's not linear it's yeah. like a big round 
balloon. Yeah. And, you know, Bloom. so timey-wimey. So thank you very much for that. Oh, who? Jake, sorry. Um, who wrote that timey-wimey little uh, comment there. That's going to tie us into something that we might have coming up later on. Doctor Who. Definitely. <laughs> We're not going to say absolutely not mentioning a thing because it's very <laughs> exciting and we want it to be a huge surprise for you. It will be. Absolutely. Well, there you go. There we go. That's that section. Stay tuned. What, whatever Keith will make me watch next. <laughs> I'm sure he'll oh purge goodness. into the, the dark sections of the Netflix genre. I'm going to get her to watch Twin Peaks. Ooh. Absolutely, but obviously just keep that between us because yeah. she can't hear me right now. Sorry, I'm sorry, oh, sorry, I was just talking to Lloyd. Sorry. <laughs> the Phantom <laughs> of the Opera is there. He is in inside your this booth. <laughs> you know when you get like sort of newest shoes and they're quite squeaky yeah like you're walking upstairs like in front of someone and your shoes are like making sounds which could be like mistaken for bottom burps bottom burps yeah and then you get to the top of the stairs you turn around the person's just looking at you yes yeah (laughs) in utter shock utter shock oh yeah well that you are yeah my shoes are like with the white trainer when i was walking here literally it was like and they were my shoes obviously but i did get some looks well, I am very pleased with my current shoe situation. Go on. So I went on to the a kind of the recently popular <laughs> um, app. Okay. That you are able. <laughs> you are. Okay. So let me just explain. We, I've told Estelle that we're not allowed to mention company names. No. In case we get sued for any like something yeah. that we might say that's like yeah. derogatory. Absolutely. So, I'm not going to know. I, I can I almost hear your brain ticking you can hear the, when you're trying hear to cox. Um, and I went on to the newly popular <laughs> app <laughs> that you can go on and have a scroll through all of these clothes and shoes, accessories that you could probably even buy and like children on there at this point <laughs> that people just don't really want anymore. They might have bought them new and you can find really good price for them. My new favourite hobby is going on there and looking at a really high-end handbag or pair of heels that are advertised for for the best half of £10,000. Pardon? Yes. Oh, yes. And I messaged them because it, it's all done <laughs> It's all done through like conversations on the app. Okay. And I messaged them saying, would you take 40 p? <laughs> <laughs> and what reaction like, do you get? It's usually people say, are very professional about it. They say, Sorry, have you, are you messaging the right person? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what this product is? But then you get the other people that really aren't budging. They say, I'm only selling for the selling price, sorry. Which is I will not reconsider. <laughs> I'm not going to take your shrapnel. No, no, no. And I say, I'd like to reply saying, oh, are you sure? Uh, I'd really look after them. And they say, <laughs> let me see what other offers I get. So <laughs> yeah. you never know. Do you know what? I, the only experience I've had of that is on eBay when it says, make offer. Oh yes, oh. <laughs> yeah. Other other On, selling sites are available. Yeah. Um, lots of other selling sites. Lots. I just broke my own rule. Well, you know what? Hippocrit, anyway, hippocrit. there's an option where you can make an offer, and it's like something yes, that's like fifty pounds, and you're like, we take four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Start bidding at zero point zero one pence. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'll that's do the that. thing though. Like our generation, we need a bargain. Because oh, there's nothing as cathartic. We're overworked. As we're underpaid. 
you know, literally half of our wage is taken on rent. Yeah, a more huge, than half. a huge majority of people in London. Uh, London rate. is the place. If you want any, if you want to feel good and chic, the only way to do it is going to Topshop and buy. Nope, it's going to high end <laughs> shops. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Topshop's high end and other clothing. I mean, there's Dorothy Perkins yeah, and there's H and M. I mean, I've listed them all. New look, you know, <laughs> all of them. Um, I'm not doing very well. Alphabetical this, order. <laughs> um, and but who can afford that in this day and age? Exactly. Who can afford that? So, I wait for the sales. And all I get is emails. Do you know what I've started to do? And I really, really recommend it. When signing up for a new website for any sort of company that you would like to get a discount every now and then, when it asks for your birthday, slowly work your way through the calendar year <laughs> and put your birthday at a different month for each website because then you'll get a discount code once a month. Once a month, that's such it's a rough, good Because idea. on your birthday, when you're out, you know, having a good time, you're not checking your emails. You're not thinking, oh my God, my free Krispy Kreme donut's waiting for me. <laughs> You've already received 50 of them from friends and family. <laughs> but in the middle of February, when you're bored, lonely and single on Valentine's Day, yeah. that's when you want the free Krispy Kreme or <laughs> Millie's cookie. your birthday is Valentine's Day. Yeah, absolutely. Any, the only time you want on your birthday a free Krispy Kreme donut is like 5am. Yeah. <laughs> you're stumbling yeah, home. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. then again, it's always good to have like a kebab, which obviously... Oh. Can't have any more. Gone vegetarian. Good for vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone. I've just stayed with the meat, guys. Don't worry. I'm here. I represent you all. The few of us that are left, the meat eaters. Another little piece of advice is when you put something in your basket. Like my basket. <laughs> yeah. When you put something in your basket, leave it there. Don't pay for it straight away. Leave it a couple of days. You'll get an email going. I thought you meant. <laughs> In the supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch that. I'll be back in a few days. (laughs) No. Online. I'm very 21st century. Okay, sorry. All right. Online. Leave it in your basket. Oh, my mum's told me this before. They say, they they send a little email and they're like, psst. Thank you for (laughs) that. You've yes. forgotten something. Yeah. Have ten percent off, exactly. just so you definitely buy it. Oh. <laughs> dot dot dot. Yeah. We're very tactical guys. We've clearly spent way too much time in online shopping. Absolutely, and on the I love a bargain. But if you ever need any shopping advice, <laughs> don't. I mean, else. we're not. We're not recommending going to a popular either green, orange, or blue logo shopping supermarket and getting a basket full of stuff and leaving it in a, in aisle six for four days but if you've got the time and if you're online it's worth it <coughs> right, i'm dying i'm dying what are you like what am i like what... Oh, please don't burp in the room. Sorry. Really small. You'll be able to see my Caesar wrap levitating <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> I can smell it before I see Probably. it. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Now it's time for Estelle Tells. The much Estelle... anticipated. Absolutely. So Estelle Tells is Estelle 
is going to have a conversation with us about what's on her mind. I am. I'm terrified. (laughs) You should be. I should be. I should be. So, this week, I'm going to propose a theory to you. Okay. You may be confused, shocked and alarmed at first. I mean, that's a daily occurrence. Yeah, whenever you you see me pop up in a room. But I'd like to think that the more that we talk about it, the more you think about it, you might begin to give me some credit. Okay. I don't think you would have heard it before. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have. Okay. Even if you have, I'd like to think that I came up with it. (laughs) Okay? So for the sake of this, let's pretend we have. So the conspiracy theory is to do with Walt Disney. Okay. And it is the theory that he is, in fact, frozen. Frozen? Frozen, as in in some sort of giant incubator filled with ice that is very, very cold. Um, and <laughs> okay. he is frozen in time. He's still alive okay. and is, has given command to be defrosted in years to come. Um, okay, so... You're talking like cryogenics. Yeah, so I am. So he's basically been frozen. Yeah. And then, like, because he might have had an illness or something, and then he's going to be woken up in the future when that mm-hmm. illness is, yes. like, a cure is found, or? Uh, or even just he wants to see the, the future. Because you've got to think, he's got a lot of money. Can you imagine... He's gone to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> during, no, but expecting during... to wake up. P- Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> he wakes up. Hang on, Jiminy Cricket. I'll see you in a few years. <laughs> and he wakes up during Star Wars episode 39. Yeah, exactly. No, but uh, you, may, you may laugh, Sam. Okay. But he, it has been found that he has put aside millions of pounds for all of the big, big-named... Disney films to be remade each year, each 10 years, okay? Okay. So that's why we've recently seen the remake of films such as Beauty and the Beast, yeah. The Jungle Book, The Little Mermaid's Coming, Mulan's Coming. Dumbo's Out Dumbo's next month. Dumbo's Out, yes, okay. And he wants to, when he awakens himself, whenever this will be, watch them all back. So can he awake himself? Because I think if he's frozen, a set time, is it just his thumb that's he's got, not frozen? He's got his, um, he's got his sleep cycle out <laughs> and it's going to go off. Yeah. He's got an alarm or hopefully he's, he's, got, got, he's, he's, he's not on vibrate. He's got a, a voice activated um, device. I'd like to think there's people involved. Probably Smee from <laughs> Peter Pan. He's got a voice activated device which sounds like the name Alicia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Alicia is going to wake him up. Yeah, and as well, to further this theory even more, people started to think something was up, okay? He kind of... He was... How old was he when he died? Oh, goodness me. He must have been in his, like, maybe 70s. Yeah, okay. But he was not found to be unwell, okay? He was... He had many projects lined up, including the opening of, like, Disney Tokyo, which then progressed and was fulfilled and people thought god he really has just disappeared isn't he and people started to think about it and i think stuff started to come out that was like nobody knows where he's buried anytime that his children are asked there's no kind of location that they're just all a bit you know confused no no comment situation going on if you know what i mean okay people started to stir and to think god where where's he gone 
Where's he gone? Where's he gone? If he's not he in must Florida. be in a cryogenic chamber yeah. somewhere. So people were doing all their online stuff. Blogs were made. It became a very, very high, highly searched thing on Google and other searching platforms, okay? Disney thought, God, we really need to stop this. We need to stop people finding this on the internet. When they search in Walt Disney or when they search in Disney, Disney Frozen is the top result. Well, Disney Frozen's a great film. (laughs) So, what did they do to stop people seeing that be the top Google search result? Named the highest grossing, newest, biggest budget film, Frozen. Oh my So when people searched Disney Frozen, they got a lovely bit of Olaf. (laughs) Rather than... An incubator. And is it also a conspiracy, like the conspiracy that the main song of Frozen is called Let It Go? Yeah, let it go. Let it stop remaking them. Make some new ones. Absolutely, guys. This theory, just let it go, right? Let it go. go. Seriously, guys, let it go. Come on, spend some, spend fifty thousand euros on some Disney popcorn in the parks, and let it go. And I'm, I'm a big Disney fan. I've got something to declare here. I actually worked for Disney at one point. Right. So I worked... Did you meet him? Um, no, I'm not well, that old. <laughs> Thank you. I know you like to point out how much older I am. I just need to but check for the I'm context of that theory. So I did work in the park. I can't disclose what my position was because um, there are Disney anyway. snipers everywhere. As long as you were providing the Disney magic, that's all we Absolutely. And do you know what? I never heard of this before. I never heard that Disney was Well, Disney, frozen. Walt Disney himself... He wanted to make a lot of the original rides and the parks be a bit haunting. Like, if you go on rides like the Pinocchio ride and Snow White, I needed therapy to get over <laughs> some of them. They're terrifying. When you go on the Pinocchio ride and you're stuck in the in the little cage when they before you're turned into a donkey, and then in Snow White you've got the witch. My favourite ride ever is Peter Pan's Flight, and I want to get married on that ride. But that's not scary. I mean, it could be when you're hovering over London, but I don't know. I'm dying of fear <laughs> yeah. of heights. Yeah. So I can't really When you're have hovering heights. over London, it's like the opening of EastEnders. Yes, <laughs> I don't really think I could have a fear of heights being 5 foot 11, but here we are. Um, and he, was, he wasn't, wanted to make it a bit scary. And then they were adapted. And as the parks kind of expanded, they became a lot less scary. But, well, the, his favourite ride was Phantom's Manor. Yeah. And there's so many things like so little saying, secret things in the parks, and you if if you if you want to get their experience, you really have to do your research. Absolutely, I remember that we were told that there was a dragon's egg yes hidden in Disneyland Paris. Yes. I looked for it for ages, for ages, for absolutely ages. Didn't do any work. And one day I was walking to the Christmas shop. Nice. In March. Oh, <laughs> lovely. It's the best place to be. All round Christmas, all well, year Christmas shop. Well, you had your shopping waiting in the supermarket <laughs> yeah, in a to kill some time. <laughs> I'd left it there in December. In, yeah, I was yeah. coming to pay for yeah. it in March. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I was walking through the castle and I looked to my left and there, on top of a building in Frontierland, was an egg on top of a building. Who would have known? Who would have known? And, um... I remember there's loads of there's loads of little like Pascals in one of the, one areas, isn't there? Do you know who Pascal is? Why are you laughing? At? I don't know. I just it's the way you looked at me. You just went Pascal. Loads of little Pascals. Okay, explain. 
It's from Frozen, the little... Okay. No, not from Frozen. No. I've got Frozen on the brain. I'm going to be at the incubator next. <laughs> Don't start Googling me, guys. Um, I, in From Tangled, you know, little Pascal, the green little lizard with the long tongue. They play okay. hide and seek. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I have seen Tangled. I okay. do know what you mean. There's loads of little figurines of him hidden all over the park. Who knew? Who knew? So, if you're going to Disneyland... Have a look out for little Pascals. Yeah, I uh, recommend little Pascal. <laughs> this is very PG shaky. I don't really want to know about your little Pascal. Um, I, I, if you are a real Disney lover like me and you want to feel, you want to walk around the park thinking, God, I know my stuff. I recommend um, the YouTube channel of Adam Hatton, and as well, Carrie Hope Fletcher's Disney vlogs are brilliant. For just gaining that little bit of extra insight, feeling like you know your stuff, looking at looking at a bit of brickwork and thinking, oh, I know what film that's a nod to. <laughs> Walking around Epcot, thinking, oh, well, I know where to go to go to for brunch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I really. Anyway, so anyway, so back to the theory. What, do you believe it's true? Yes. Okay, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do because I think I, I think because. Think about how much money Frozen brought in, right? Yeah. The biggest original film of the past 10 years worth of Disney, okay? Yeah. You've got to think, why are they just remaking all the old ones when they could be making brand new ones, new merchandise, okay? Think about all the Frozen merch, the new Frozen ride. They've got Frozen the musical. Okay, think about if they did that every other year with a brand new film, but they're not. Dumbo's flight. Why am I terrified that we're going to get sued by Disney? (laughs) No. No, I I love it. Oh, my God. Beauty and the Beast was my favourite. If anything, we're promoting. We are, we are. Promoting Frozen. We are. Oh, Um, Frozen is... Interesting. Well, I don't think there's any chance of us being cryogenically frozen in this booth. No, there's definitely not. I'm not going to lie to you. However much our art does need to be captured, we might be about to set on fire, guys. Okay. That's why I've spoken about Frozen, so I can just think of something cold. Think of, like, icy We're out of water. We're in a room of red. We are. I I feel like we're being tortured. Oh, but But, it's okay. We do it for what we love. I know. We're not really. It's really comfortable in here. And it's nice to spend time with you, too. I don't think anybody said that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Anything else from Estelle Tales? Yes, there is as it goes. Oh, here we go. Okay, so... Here she is. I'm going to, uh, each week, I'm going to tell you about some things that have happened in my week. This week is very specific because it's specific quotes from a very good friend of mine who just this week has been particularly stupid. <laughs> and he's come out with some killer quotes. Okay. And I want you to guess... Are we allowed to name who it is? No. Okay, we're not going to name who we're it is. We're not going to name who it is. Um, but they know that I am absolutely going to be taking the mickey out of them here right now. Okay. So, quotes from him. These were all said this week. Okay. I'm going to tell you four... And you need to tell me which one you think's not true. It's going to be hard. I okay. you in advance. I like this. I like a little competition. Yeah. First one. We were sitting in a bar in Hackney and a friend of ours from our course starts speaking French. Just to somebody who she was there with. Someone comes up to us, starts speaking French. We Maybe. all think, oh God, I can't speak French. Bam. Surprise. She can speak fluent French. Me and my other friend, who is this person, were sitting there thumbing, thinking, God, 
wish we could learn another language. And he goes, yeah, I really do. And I said, I was thinking about this the other day. Would I rather be able to know every language or be able to talk to animals? Then we were just talking about learning languages <laughs> in general. I said, yeah, I'd really like to be able to go to somewhere like, obviously like China and speak the language or be able to speak Spanish because it's such a versatile language. He said, yeah, God, do you know, like some of my favourite holiday destinations, I'd really like to like go, be able to go to Australia and understand what they're saying. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> In complete seriousness. So what language did he think Australians speak? I think he just doesn't understand the twang of their accent. <laughs> <laughs> All the little corks from their hats oh. get in the way. <laughs> That's so stereotypical. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so he just doesn't understand Australian twangs. And, it, and I just looked at him and stopped for a minute and I thought, you're joking. You, you are joking. You're not. You're not. Not joking. You're not joking. Oh, my goodness. Okay, next one. Next. <laughs> On this very same day. Okay. We have just been to see a show in Stratford at the Yard. Great theatre. We're on the bus. We go past the Olympic Stadium. I said to him, oh, that's such a great place. I said, I'm a bit sad, you know, that it's used as the home for the football team that it's used for now. But I said, I'd had some great memories in there. I went to the Olympics. Blank, did you go to the Olympics? He said, oh... No, I didn't. How did you go? He said, have you been? I said, yeah, I went to see, um, I went on Super Saturday to see the athletics and I saw some um, trampoline and he said, what? <laughs> he said, that's crazy. How did you get tickets? I said, well, you had to like buy them there and then it went in for a raffle, like a like lottery thing. He said, do you think there's any left? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he said, so he has no concept of time either. No, no concept of language. No, no concept, concept of time. time. Oh my goodness. I said, what? He said, can you send me a link? I said, no. I said, maybe for Rio you've got a better chance. Yeah. Oh. oh my goodness. It was very fun. Okay, next. He is really taking me to the fair. <laughs> um, uh-uh. Next. Talking about shows in general, we're both theatre students. It's what we spend a lot of our time doing. Talking about all the shows in the West End at the moment. We start talking about six. Oh, this is going to be a good, quick one. Good show. Yeah, My favourite show in the West End at the moment. Six. I'm yet to see it, but I'm waiting for you to educate me. Okay. Um, we're talking about it. I say, yeah, I love it. Love all the different characters. I can't wait to see it. Because yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. He said. I can't believe they took so long to to tell the story, though. I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, he said, I know everyone thought they were all dead, but <laughs> clearly they're not. And they're just, they're like, I can't believe that they're just telling the story so well. He said, he said, but how are the... He said, if they're singing about being beheaded and stuff, did they, what, did they just escape? And I said, what? what? He said, well, they were on stage singing eight times a week. They clearly didn't die. They clearly weren't divorced beheaded or died oh my goodness do you actually think that the the six wives the same people he said yeah aren't they isn't that why it's doing so well i said no i said they haven't been another set of people been in incubators for thousands of you know what i mean Thousands of years. Oh my goodness. He said, Oh, I see. He said, Yeah, I thought the costumes were a bit modern actually. Oh my goodness. I said, God blimey. 
Oh my. Again, no concept of time. Absolutely no oh concept goodness. of time. He thinks that Henry VIII was no last week. No concept of anything. The Olympics are still on. Yeah, he thinks What's the Olympics are in a couple of months. My goodness. It's is like that Eddie and Patsy quote that's like um, when they're talking about the Olympics and she's like, well, it's been advertised for years. You'd never know when it's actually started. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he's got. Final one, okay. We were playing a game called Celebrity Saucepan. Are you are you, are you familiar with the game? I'm not familiar with celebrity sauce. I'll give you the bird. basic basic rules. You all sit round in a circle around a saucepan that's placed on a table, usually a wooden table, and you write down <laughs> you write down famous people. You put their names into the saucepan. For example, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Usain Bolt, Barack Obama, to name just a few. You put them in, and then people have to pick it out and describe it without saying their words. Right, There's okay. various rounds of this, okay? There's various rounds. The same names are put back in. Next round, you have to do it without using any words and just actions. Okay. And then the next round, you have to do it... I can't remember how you do it. It's ba- it's just funny, because it becomes a game of you like having jokes about specific things that happened in each round. Okay. So if like, someone like knocked their drink off the table when trying to describe Barack Obama. You'd, like, point to their cup, if you know what I mean. Yes. Okay, so we it was very important that you put that in ones that were everybody knew were easy to explain. We're playing the game. It's going really well, really funny. We're doing really well. Me and my team member, who is this person, thought, God, we've got a really good chance of this. I said, I'm great at games like this. We've got a good chance. I pick his out. What do I see on the paper? A gaggle, a gaggle of goose. (laughs) The famous celeb that defies the laws of singular and plural. A gaggle of goose. Oh my goodness. I thought, I'm past that. Passing on that one. Put it down. I think, God, please please just be. (laughs) Just be Madonna. Please be Madonna. Please. What do I get? DIY SOS. people to go so i thought surely he having written a gaggle of goose and (laughs) diy sos when everybody else was guessing these famous celebs individuals (laughs) people would have thought oh maybe i've done it a bit wrong nope he was still happy with his suggestions that i had to guess (laughs) oh my goodness so there we go oh my that's an insight into the mind of this person okay the very little mind of this This person person could be famous if we ever release the name i mean so now i have to try and guess which one is not true yes the three of them are true one of them is not yeah i'm gonna say and i think a lot of people at home are really hoping that this one is the one that's not true is the henry the eighth and the six wives Correct. Correct. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. The only reason I am uh, pleased and I knew you'd get it, and if you know him, you he probably doesn't know who Henry VIII is. <laughs> to be honest, if you said Anne Boleyn, he'd probably think it was some sort of Lyndon McCartney <laughs> child or something, or like a Sylvanian family member or something. <laughs> So many families. So, yeah. 
Well, there you go. That is this week's instalment of Estelle Tells. Estelle Tells. There will be a lot more to come, a lot of variation. You will never know what to expect. I I am so glad about that. I mean, because... I'm, I, I know you definitely guessed it, everything I was going to say just then. I've had a really good time. Thank good. you, Estelle. That's okay. Hello. It's my turn. Absolutely, it's time for Keith Geek Chic. Geek Chic. True geek by name, geek by nature. Absolutely. So, um, every week I'm going to talk about some geek news, which is fresh off the press. Um, And this week, obviously, with the new trailer release, Mm. I'm going to talk about Avengers Endgame. What kind of? Right, okay. So, So, um, Estelle, not a Marvel fan. I'm not not a Marvel fan. I'm just very busy. I haven't got time right now to invest. I really like Captain America. You know that your popularity on the podcast has now dropped by about 99 points. That's okay. Right. Well, anyway, we're going to talk we about Avengers tick every Endgame. Box, you know. So I'm going to try and educate you a little bit. Okay. So just give a couple of grunts. So when, when you, you say Endgame, you don't mean the new Taylor Swift album. No. Okay. Just to clear that up. <laughs> just to clear Where that does up. Where does Tom Hiddleston? <laughs> well, Tom Hiddleston, of course, is in Avengers. Wow. What but a cyclical conversation. Just to let you know, spoiler warning: I will be spoiling. Beep, beep, beep. Of, um, Avengers Infinity War like there's no tomorrow oh, and guys. actually possibly maybe a little bit of Captain Marvel I'm so I'm going to have to leave the booth no stay in the booth because <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about anyway okay fair enough <laughs> so um, let's do a previously on Avengers so at the end of Infinity War Thanos managed to get all of the Infinity Stones together and put them in the gauntlet which gauntlet in the gauntlet <laughs> So basically, his his plan was to eradicate half of the universe's population. Okay, there's a lot of reasons why he wanted to do that. Haven't got time to go into them now. But he basically wanted to get rid of half of the population of the universe. To do that, he needs to collect the Infinity Stones, put them in the gauntlet, and do one simple thing. Click his fingers. So after huge amounts, one simple human. (laughs) So at the end of Infinity War, everyone, everything's looking good. You're thinking this is it; they're going to defeat Thanos. But no, he clicks his fingers, and half of the universe disappears in literally dust. Oh my god! In literal, in, 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 li- in literal <laughs> dust, including okay. I'm just gonna. I don't want to spoil it too much, but including Spider Man. Oh no! Gone. What a legend! Spider Man gone. So sorry. Is Thanos good? Thanos is bad. Oh, He's the big bad. Um, big bad. Big bad. And not even little bad. No, not even little bad. Big bad. And and sadly, like to my horror. Little Groot, baby Groot. Oh no! Groot. I see. I do love Groot. Yeah, Groot is gone. So that's how Infinity oh, no. War ended. Half of the universe has been utterly eradicated. Okay, so is this the film before Endgame? I want so, Endgame. obviously, Endgame is shrouded in secrecy because it's Disney, and they don't want anything to come out about how they're gonna um, to wrap up this ongoing of course. saga. Like, saga, which started with. Iron Man, 
all those years ago. Iron Man. So, um, I'm going to wow. go through a couple of theories okay. that I think <gasps> okay. might happen in Endgame. If well, you, you know go... me, I love a theory. Absolutely. And I, I'm i ready to Are you validate ready if I think it's worth validating. Okay, so, obviously you guys at home... Does it involve Pascal? It doesn't involve <laughs> Pascal. He hasn't entered the Marvel Universe yet. It could be a relation of Groot. He could. That's not far-fetched. Well, Groot's a tree and Pascal's a lizard. Yeah, but... Evolution. 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 Oh my goodness. So, here's a couple of theories that I've been thinking about with Endgame. And I want you guys at home, obviously, to get involved. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, and and Twitter. Twitter. (laughs) If you want to get involved with the conversation about Avengers Endgame. Yeah. uh, Which is out at the end of April, I believe. So, you've got loads of time to get in contact. So, my first theory is, and this is very sad to me because... I love him with a passion. Okay. He is my favourite Avenger. No one will ever turn me against him. I love him a lot. But my first theory is that Captain America is going to die. Why? I just feel that the character arc for for him has led up to this moment. And I think that Endgame could be his Endgame. His demise. Absolutely. Which is very sad because obviously. But again, in the comics, he's died numerous times. So, you know, and they could bring somebody else in as Captain America. True. But that's very sad. So that's my first theory that Captain America is going to die. My second theory is that Gamora is going to save the day. So, spoiler alert for Infinity War Gamora is dead. Okay. I like Gamora. (laughs) Gamora. (laughs) She is um, killed uh, by Thanos if my memory serves me right. And um, I think that she was going to have a huge part in Endgame. I really hope so, because I love the actress. I love the character. Who plays her? Oh, why do you put me on the spot like this? Sorry. You know I'm terrible with names. Oh, yeah, okay. What's okay. Name? Well, she's green in the film. Alphabacy! <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, she's not the witch from Wicked. Have you seen that video of um, that man... Oh, it's John Barrowman introducing Adina Menzel. Oh, no, go on. Oh, no, I sorry. I need to get Should it Should we put it up on our Facebook? Yeah. Well, we'll put it up it on goes, our Facebook. It goes, um, he's introducing Adina Menzel and he goes, and now introducing the wickedly talented Adina Menzel. <laughs> that is me. He cannot say that it. That is me. He, I, oh if I've forgotten someone's name, I will utter their name. I know. I if I <laughs> see someone in the corridor and I know their face, but I don't know their name, I go, hi. How are you? No, he just goes, wickedly talented. That's Anyway, that has no link to Endgame. The green woman. The green Gamora. She's going to come back. And she is going to save the day. I actually know who you mean. Yeah, she's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, she is. Absolutely. I really like that. So, um, in the in Infinity War, spoiler, um, spoiler, Doctor Strange is is, that, um, is tasked cucumber with, patch. It is cucumber patch. Um, is tasked with the is tasked with trying to find an alternative universe where the Avengers win. And beat Thanos, okay. so he has to like in his mind go a bit of a and go. I know, himself, go it? through all the alternative like parallel universes and try and find one where they win. Right. But he just like lets whatever happens happen. So I think that Doctor Strange 
know something which is eventually going to save the day. And I think that he That would might... be very Benedict. Absolutely. And I think that he is going to impart some of this knowledge onto Tony Stark, i.e. Iron Man. Oh. And that could be the way out of this terrible situation. Oh, God. Um, I'm sorry for you. There's been two films since Infinity War. There has been Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yes. And there has been Captain Marvel. Yes. Infinity and the Wasp um, is very much about the quantum realm, going into the quantum realm. That's where Ant-Man can go. Yeah. Um, That's how he manages to shrink to like the size of an ant absolutely is time um so i think the quantum realm is going to play a huge part in endgame i because at the end of ant-man um something happens someone (laughs) gets trapped in the quantum realm um and i think that i know (laughs) bits of chili I'd love to be there right now. I'd love to be in the corner of my mum blood boiling. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that Ant-Man is going to learn some knowledge or something about the quantum realm. Because I'm not going to lie to you, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, they mention the quantum realm in every other sentence. Right, okay. The word quantum is literally... They foreshadowing, just, foreshadowing. Yeah, they should have just called the film quantum. Because quantum. that's all it's about. Quantum of Solace. Loki! I'm not Hi talking Kate. about how I, I'm not talking about how I am Hi when Kate. I'm you know around people that I don't yeah. know. Very low key. I am Loki, the character played by Tom Hiddleston. Yes. So he dies in Infinity War. Spoiler. <laughs> Dead in literally the first fifteen minutes. Inconvenient. Do you I think don't... he had a holiday booked? <laughs> but I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Loki's dead. Mm-hmm. No. I think they're going to bring him back. I think that he might hold the key as well to what's going on with the disappearance or the the vaporization. New word there of um, half the universe. I think that yeah, Loki could come back and be a bit of a you know moral support for yeah. four, four, four. Um, my next theory is that the Avengers will somehow master time travel mm. because that's never been really sort of dealt with in the Marvel Universe, time travel. Um, I think that Captain Marvel might come into this somehow. I think there might be a way of doing that. I'm not going to lie to you. If it turns out that they go back in time and they stop it from happening, I'm going to be very disappointed. Okay. Because that is such, like, a, a cop-out. Yeah. Because there's... I, I, I swear there must be something better than that that they can just do. Like, oh, my goodness, Captain Marvel can time travel. Let's go back. Yeah. I really hope that that's not the case. Because it will feel like it's kind of been led to... You need something, by the sounds of things, that ties in every plot point so far, rather than, oh, oh, that didn't matter at all. We can just do it again. Exactly. So Endgame has got a lot of... That's what I love. Absolutely not relevant. I've just not been... I haven't said anything for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know the film About Time? Uh, yes, yes, about love that time? film. It's amazing. I love it too. Yeah, yeah. It's... I love... Richard Curtis. Oh, my favourite director of yeah. all time. Very excited for... Set your watches for tonight. Comic relief special of the remake of Four Weddings and a Funeral. Absolutely. Is it a remake well, or is it a sequel? A, I think it's like the way they did the live I mean, thing. I'm not going to lie to you, podcast listeners. Fork and spoons, my little teaspoons right there. Um, comic relief will have happened when you've listened to this podcast. Set so, up your catch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you let us know what you thought Please of the comic do, relief for Ben and the Funeral. We'll talk about next week. Brilliant course. Reunion. Anyway, um, yeah, I love Richard Curtis. He's, but um, when they go back in time, it shows the repercussions of things that might have changed. Absolutely. Of 
the time what is it the time space time continuum yeah but i do think that if they do use that in endgame and they just go back and they just literally change the past yeah that would be a, a huge cop out uh, they, they have to be more clever than that and i think they will be because yeah. this is marvel it sounds like it next nick fury who spoilers um, Captain Marvel is not only an origin story for Captain Marvel, it's also a origin story for Nick Fury. So how did Nick lose so one of his eyes? You find out in Captain Marvel. I'm not going to tell you. Um, but I reckon that he, even though he did dis- dissipate in a cloud of dust, I think he might have left some things behind that could possibly um, have the answers. Mm. Um, I think that his story is not over, even though he is now literally dust. From dawn to dust. <laughs> From dust to um, I think, right, I've got a two-parter here. Either two things are going to happen to Iron Man. Either one, Tony Stark was going to die. Dun, dun, dun. Because it's it's well publicised now that um, Robert Downey Jr. has said that he won't be making any more Marvel films after Endgame. Okay. Or Tony and Pepper are going to get married. <gasps> Which would be nice. That would be lovely if the whole thing ended on a wedding. Oh, wouldn't it? That would just be lovely. For one wedding. One wedding. One wedding. And a galaxy collapsion. <laughs> one wedding. <laughs> or if they don't save any of the 50% of the people that no. participated. Um, one wedding. One wedding, and a <laughs> <laughs> one wedding and a hell of loads of funerals. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. They are my fa- fan theories. You, know, you heard it here first, guys. It's got to be one of them because we've been in it exactly. for about a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one of those has to happen. and uh, We can't wait to find out what it is. I'm going to head You're down. You're going to have to tell me. I'm going to head down to the bookies and put 50p on each oh, one. Oh, do. Do it. Both ways. <laughs> Well, there you go. If you have any fan theories, please contact us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Yes, so please get in contact with us. Just search for the Fork and Spoon podcast. Podcast. You will find us. And yeah. We'll be very excited to hear what you've got to say. Absolutely. And if we have any interesting comments, they will be read out in the next podcast. If they're not interesting, we'll pretend you don't exist. Exactly. (laughs) We'll pretend you've dissipated in a cloud of dust. Exactly, exactly. Hello. Hello. So, yeah, now we're going to read some letters that we've had sent in by a couple of people. We put some feelers out yeah, and some people, people have come back to us. This is our agony section. Agony. Me and Estelle are going to try and put your minds at rest, guys. We are. We are very, very wise. You may not have heard any evidence. Of I've, I've, I've lived a little. I've lived a bit. I've got out. <laughs> yeah. I made some cereal the other day, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've done stuff. I bought some hot chocolate. Yeah. To save myself having to buy it at a popular Italian coffee shop every day. Absolutely. It was costing me a fortune. Absolutely. So, um... Agony. Yeah. So, um... Right. Before we start, there were a couple of questions that were sent in about the B word. Bananas. Now, no, not Bananas. But um, the B movie, <laughs> the B movie, <laughs> Minus Cell's favorite movie, the B, B movie. movie. <laughs> um, so, um, no, but um, we, right. we have made a conscious decision not to use the B word because we class it as a swear word and we're sick of it. We're sick I'm of it. I'm so sick of it. It's impossible not to be sick of it. I don't know when you're going to hear this podcast, but at the moment, it's at, the whole thing's in turmoil. I think we could release so it. So, we're going to replace the word Brexit with. 
breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> so we had a lot of emails about breakfast. We did. And people are struggling with breakfast at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those... It's very. It's quite difficult to manage because you have exactly. to get the... I find it quite hard to get the... the Carb fruit balance. Oh, yeah, actually, you're not talking about actual. Breakfast. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about actual breakfast. It's like when you get well, one of those if anyone vol- does wonder about breakfast, I think crumpets are the way to go. Absolutely. And that's all we'll talk about it. Breakfast to me, as in the other B, is to me like a variety pack. Everybody knows <laughs> that the best deal, okay, might be the ricicles. Yeah. What? <laughs> But nobody really wants the ricicles. I was going to say. But they know that, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go for the ricicles. Who's going to eat the rice crispies, Absol- Pam? Exactly. <laughs> now, where we are at the moment in the world before leaving breakfast, breakfast, I think, is the Cocoa Pops. You know. Absolutely. We're in a good place. You know, why change it? But no, we're being offered ricicles at the moment. Yeah. Or ricicles or the alternative... Which is no breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. nobody... Not even a pan of nobody, chocolate. Nobody... Definitely can, not no, a pan of chocolate. No pan of chocolate. No croissants. <laughs> nothing, basically... Nothing from the, uh, from no, the European Union. No, nothing. We don't do continental So basically, anymore, no breakfast. Now, everybody knows that no breakfast is a really bad idea. Yeah. Because... It gives you no energy. It puts you everybody in a bad starts mood. Starts your day awfully. Absolutely. You can't continue to pursue other things. Exactly. Your conversations and attempts to interact with others will be far more limited because you've got no fuel to go off of, nothing to be based upon. That's it. And also, it's very, you know, you don't know how you're going to be during the day. Sometimes I've missed breakfast and I've been fine. Yeah. Sometimes I've missed breakfast and I've been awful. Absolutely. I've been in a, I've been in a terrible And it's position. always too late to change once you've made the decision. Absolutely. You can't at one o'clock in the afternoon go, now we're going to have breakfast. Are you current? Because breakfast You're in too is, deep. It's, it's happened. It's happened. So we had a lot of letters about breakfast, um, but we're not going to do breakfast because... Okay. We're just sick of it. We've had it today. I've I've had too much breakfast. I've had it today. I've literally had enough breakfast for lunch and dinner. Um, for and, the next week. And my nightly snack. Yeah, me too. I've had enough. So we've got a couple of questions in. They're quite serious. Okay. Serious face. Serious face. <laughs> I'm not going to describe <laughs> your serious face. It looks like you need a poo. Oh. Um, I'm, first letter in. Um, um, even though our names are attached to our letters, I'm not going to read the names out because... I would like that we'll be anonymous, I think. We love a bit of confidentiality. Absolutely. So, um, first letter in. I'm in my first gay relationship. Woo! But we met on a hookup site. Hmm. I'm feeling very insecure about this situation. Please help. Okay. A big question is... All dating sites like that, the way the conversation goes, generally... In my experience, hi, how are you? I'm good. Where are you from? And then after a bit, you get down to business and you say, what are you looking for? But if you are already on one of those sites that kind of the demographic is people who you would assume, and I'm assuming here, is kind of just the one idea of what's going to come from it. Stop, stop. Don't do that to me. 
<laughs> don't Pardon. do that. Don't look in my eyes and say something like that. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, Serious <laughs> face. <laughs> so, um, and yeah. basically, what so I'm what, saying is, I know what you're saying. You're basically saying that if you go on one of those apps, it's nine times out of ten people are just looking for sex. Yes. And if you meet with somebody. And you actually find out that you quite you get on okay, yeah, and you quite more like than them. That. It's the important stuff. Then you might go on a date. Yes, and then it you, might become an emotional. But then there's always that thing in the back of the mind, especially, and this is like from my experience, especially if then you decide, do you know what? I'm gonna now going to get rid of that app because I don't need it anymore. Yeah. I'm in a relationship, yeah. but the other person doesn't want to get no. rid of that app. That can cause that massive insecurity. Thing. Definitely, because it's all about it's about commitment, um, but it's also changing your perspective of what this kind of interaction started as yeah because it's all well and good you being starting to get these feelings and maybe they are as well but it's far easier to to tell yourself oh no like it's not it's not serious i am gonna keep getting my my daily pleasures you know from this app (laughs) you know what i mean like they may be feeling similar feelings but until you have the conversation, I just think exactly. communication is key. Guys. I think that's absolutely right. I think you need to have a sit down. If it's quite early in the relationship, though, it's very difficult to sit down with somebody and oh, say, "Oh yeah, it is." Let's be exclusive. Absolutely, you don't don't go into it. I mean, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I'm not really the person to give the best advice. But go into it with a conversation that all you're after is answers. You're not after a yes or a no. You're not after exclusivity. You are just after an honest indication of where you are absolutely if they can't give you that then don't expect anything else from them i think and also i think that you know sometimes it's actually quite beneficial for people to just uh, get off of the apps for a while oh definitely get out there meet some people definitely you know we've both had some experiences of it recently where we've just been in in our everyday sort of casual you know, mode, and yeah. people have approached us and asked yeah. for our numbers. Absolutely. Well, we are stunning, guys. Uh, I, mean, I am ripped. I'm ripped. <laughs> I'm actually Michelle Kerr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know who I am. Who am I? I'm Louis Theroux. Louis, <laughs> the sexy god that he is. Sexy god, Sex Louis god, Theroux. But in all seriousness, get out there. Put yourself out there. Be your personality. I just be think true to the yourself. biggest part, the mo- the you'll be happiest when you have got into something and you thought, God, I have not to forsake or change any part of myself to make this happen. I'm 100% happy. And then you know that it's meant to be. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. I really help, I hope that helps your situation. I'm really helpful. I'm really helpful. And if you think I'm am. not, you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I really... Absolute hope, hope the best for you. Yeah, absolutely. And if it doesn't work out, there's Go plenty more men on the earth. Yeah, there are. Fish and sea. There's and one on sitting the right here. Absolutely. So you don't have, you don't have to go for <laughs> Hashtag <that>. single. <laughs> um, lovely. So next letter. Last letter. Me and my girlfriend are living in London. Nice. And we've been together for three years. Lovely. Nice. We want to move into our own place. Oh. But we can't afford it. No. We have lots of money issues. Any advice? We're, we're, we're with you. <laughs> we're there with Not you really. guys. No, I mean, London... My first thought was, I know you want a house. Don't we all? What about a dog? 
help out would also Yeah, but the be. problem is that in a lot of places where these people are living, they yeah, might be in shared rooms or yes. shared houses. They can't, can't have pets. I know, we're not allowed to. can't even have a goldfish. We can't have a cat mm. in our house. It's a very difficult one. What I will say to you is... There's so many bloody ices out there nowadays. They're really good at set... Because there's, uh, there's specific ones for... So I'm a student, but then I've got like a help to save one. Yeah. And then there's like ones for house saving. I think talk to your bank is really an important thing. Um, and I think it's a brilliant thing that you want to be looking to have a lovely home with, a lovely it, with home. your girlfriend. Get on Pinterest. Don't let don't let any ideas about it die down. Start Absolutely. pinning things that you want your house and your kitchen and your toaster set to be matching to. Even your if you start off with a kettle. one bedroom flat. Exactly. There's always you've got so many years to evolve. But don't settle either. No, don't settle for a one bedroom flat with no hot water no. and no roof. I mean if it means you can get a French bulldog then maybe <laughs> yeah. but, but um i am completely opposite to estelle i am awful with money like terrible i never said i know alan sugar babe i never said that i was good with money yeah i've just get i've just get but i've never i've balance. never been a saver i've always lived in the moment yeah I've no always, so do i so do i money burns holes in my me pocket me too me too um, i got a mac the other day for no reason yeah. I lived in a share house. I'm very happy there. Yeah, I, I understand that with um, the political climate, especially, that it's very difficult for young people now to get their own properties or to get onto the property ladder. And that can be really depressing. But don't be depressed about it. No. Think of it how I think about it. Okay. So I always think about it as that if you don't have the ties of a property, you can move wherever you want. Whenever you want. Yeah. You could move abroad. You could move to a little village in the Cotswolds. You don't... You're not tied down by having the responsibility of a property just yet. In the future, in retirement. Yeah. You know, get your cottage in the Cotswolds. And give yourself some credit, guys. You're living in London. Yeah. You've found love. You're looking to expand... Get a dog. Yeah, you um, need your dogs. You need dogs. <laughs> Sign a true love. Yeah. Celebrate yourself. Go out for dinner. Talk about what you, what furnishings you want, in it, whether it's next week or in the next decade. Just treat each other every day. Yeah. Live in the moment so much. Don't yeah. forsake anything. Don't make yourself miserable by working all the time to be able to afford it because everything happens for a reason and you're going to go you're going to meet an estate agent you're going to bump into them on the street they're going to drop all their papers and then you're that you're going to see your dream house lying there you never know embankment station floor you might find on an app your dream house exactly. it's 150,000 pounds you offer them 40p and, <laughs> and they, they take, take it, it. <laughs> you never know so don't be disheartened my no. lovely little teaspoons little just live in the moment and enjoy your life <laughs> Desire. Uh, so we're just having a little sing just song there. A disco. Just having a little disco. Okay, now it's time for da 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 da. Shout in a hat. hat. Did you? No, I didn't. Oh, good. <laughs> but <laughs> basically, shout in a hat is we have a hat here in the studio. We'll take a picture, put it on Facebook. It's just a little bowler. Um, a little bowler. <laughs> a little bowler. Um, basically, we're gonna choose a subject. 
from the world what we think is just terrible. Oh. There's loads of bad things going on in the world at the moment. We're going to choose a subject. We're going to have a little chat about it. We're going to shed some light on the subject. Sh- shed, <laughs> shed some light on the subject. I don't know. I just went all, mis- <laughs> uh, just went all Sean Connery for some yes. reason. Mishmana Penny. <laughs> um, we're going to shed some light on the subject and also try and, you know, find some positive points positive, about it. We're very positive people. I mean, sometimes there is no positivity to be found, but I'm sure if there's anyone to find it, it's us. It is us. Absolutely. So, there we go. I've mm, shuffled them up. Shuffled the chat. Um, it's going to be your job this week to choose the chat in a hat the subject. Uh, just the one subject. We haven't got time to talk about all of them because we'll be here okay. for the full I've week. Okay, it. okay, oh, okay. he's taken it from me. Okay, now... The, the power is oh my goodness. not uh, in my hands. I'm really scared because, obviously... Oh, you, are you really Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Interesting. So this week's Shat in a Hat subject is anxiety. Ooh. Well. Now, yeah. I'm going to say there's no people like show people, but there's no people who are stressed as much as show people either. Absolutely. And well, probably, there are a lot, a lot of people out there at the moment that are feeling anxiety. Absolutely. Whether it be because of breakfast... Yeah. Whether it be because of, um, you know, decisions about housing or, any, yeah. or you know, job insecurity. Or again. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Where know, they left their shopping. I know, like literally in aisle six <laughs> since last Thursday. But um, our main aim for Shat in a Hat is just to basically tell you guys that everything's going to be okay yeah because it is it um, really is i personally do suffer from anxiety Me too. i have been on antidepressants Me within too. the last year um that is purely for the fact that you know there are some events that happen in people's lives that yeah. they find it very difficult to deal with and sometimes there is no catalyst and it comes from completely out of the blue which is Obviously, any form is very difficult, but in my experience, when you get asked, why do you think this is happening and you can't think of any reason why, it's very hard to swallow. Absolutely. Now, I did have, like, catalysts, like, yeah. for oh, me. Yeah, me too, definitely. Um, Mine have always uh, been revolved around, like, relationships and stuff like that and insecurities with that so much. Uh, or kind of, like, big... Um, situational changes, like yeah, change I don't, and I don't mean like coming to uni, or but more just things out of my control, sort of thing. Yeah, see, mine came from like when I was quite younger, like family, and then more recent relationships and yeah. money is a huge yes, cause yes. of anxiety. Um, you know, people you know, are really struggling out there at the moment. Yeah. Um, no matter where your political alliances mm. lie, at the moment, you know, a lot of people are struggling um, with money, places to live, etc., especially in London. Yeah. Um, but we're just here to tell you guys, you know. You know. Deep breaths. Yes. There's not going to be an overnight... No. You know, conclusion to this. Um... Take some time for yourself. Treat yourself every day. Yeah. Self-care Relax. Self-care. Try and... Surround yourself. If if you think that a lot of your positive energy, as it does with me, comes from being around other people, 
put yourself in situations and put feelers out so people know that you need them to be there for you and even if it's it doesn't obviously have to be a sit down everything's very somber it just go make plans go out for coffee with people be that person that when someone looks at their phones like oh they want to meet up with me like, be like, oh, that's so nice. I think one of the key things that I would take from that is be brave. Yeah, because so much. I know that I know that like some forms of anxiety can be absolutely like debilitating. You can't. Yeah. You feel like you can't get out there and you can't meet people, and sometimes you just lay in bed and you're and you just feel. I've been there. Trust me. But the best thing to do is just realize what. Just think to yourself, what is the worst that can happen? Absolutely, you need to know the two things that you need to know are. It's not the end of the world. I know it can sometimes be hard to have perspective, but a lot of the time, it is not the end of the world. Nobody is going to die. Yeah. And have a lot of comfort in the fact that there are thousands and millions of other people going through very, very similar things. That's very true. But I'd also like to counter that. It's also... It feels like you're very alone. Yeah. It feels very personal. But there are always people out there to talk to you. So yeah. if you have any issues whatsoever, the Samaritans are amazing. Yes. Do yeah. not ever be scared to give no. them a call and have a conversation with them about how you're feeling. It's it doesn't matter if you're having any bad thoughts. If you're just feeling anxious and you and you feel like it's not important. Like something bad might have happened during the day and it's caused you to feel anxious. Yeah. Give them a call. Yeah. Speak to your parents, speak to your friends, yeah. speak to your siblings. Never be scared to take yourself out of situations as well. Absolutely. That you feel are going to hinder or make things worse. I've had a lot of experience, especially recently with being at university, where I've been like, right, have to go to class, have to throw myself into everything. The more pressure you put on yourself and the more you tell yourself, I have to stay here, I've got no choice, the more trapped you're going to feel and the more anxious you're going to be. So never be scared to put yourself first. That might mean forsaking things at that time, but there are always ways to go over things, to catch up, to go back to any missed experiences. Put yourself first Absolutely. Every time. Look after yourself, yes, little teaspoons. Do. Please do. All right. And I don't want you flying out the cup. Remember, there's always someone for you. Um, right there, yeah. including us. Yeah. We're with you in spirit. We and are, uh, yeah, remember there is always places and don't be scared to use them. No, lovely. Oh, goodness me. Goodness me. Oh, it's hot in here, isn't it? It is hot in here. Yeah, right. it's warm. Do you remember when we were, before we decided to do a podcast we were going to do a sketch show we were we were ready, <laughs> to, you remember we were ready to be the next Morgan and Wise <laughs> I'm definitely Wise why all of the comedy duos no we're definitely Miranda and Stevie but we're both Miranda uh, yeah oh you're, my god. you're not a Gary I'm afraid I'm not a Gary although I am ripped oh, <laughs> ripped Ripped. Ripped, ripped open the crisp bucket <laughs> in spin. that's the only ripped you are oh cheers babe <laughs> love you right. too <laughs> did it our very first podcast it's finished done wow that was f- 
full of fab content. It was. We are literally little blobs of chewing gum on the we floor. We are, right we now. are. It is so warm in here, but it's been I think worth I have it. evaporated. I it's definitely worth I've it. I've literally lost a stone. Yeah. <laughs> I have lost a stone. That's fine. But it's been absolutely worth it because we've had a great time. And we, we have. really hope that you've had a great time absolutely. too. Remember, please recommend us to all your yep. friends Share. if you've enjoyed it. Like. Share. Like. Not share. <laughs> like a turn back time. Share us. Share us and we'll share you. Absolutely. So please recommend us to your friends, family and fellow teaspoons. Yes. So that we can be heard all around the world. And we can we bring... We want to reach every single one of your cutlery drawers. Absolutely. <laughs> just so that we can bring a little bit of light into your lives. A little bit. A little Absolutely. Bit so um, next week we are going to be discussing the new series of... Fleabag. Fleabag. I absolutely Fleabag. love Fleabag with a passion. Love it. Gritting oh, our teeth with face. love. She's amazing. She is amazing. And obviously starring Olivia Coleman. Oh, recent Lady Os- Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga. Recent Oscar winner. Sometimes I sit in class and I'm thinking, God, this is really important information I'm intaking right now. But my brain just goes... Lady Gaga! <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to concentrate when I can just watch that on repeat? We are, of course, um, referring We've... to Olivia Colman's amazing Oscar speech. Amazing. Um, Groundbreaking. Uh, we're so proud of her. I'm, I'm literally obsessed with her. She's I'm amazing. Obsessed. I'm obsessed. So next week we will be reviewing Feedback. Um And I will be reviewing ba, 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 Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. He's follow Us. up to Get Out. Get Out. So, yeah. Very, very excited about that. Apparently, it is completely different to Get Out, and it's very scary. Oh, my God. So, if I come back in here, white as a sheep... Oh, we will know why. Shaking. Shake. You won't be shaking not... for long, not in here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we'll warm you up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, all that to look forward to next yeah, week. And of course... I can't wait. I bet you can't wait either. We don't want to give too much away, but we do oh. have some surprises in store, guys. We definitely do. So please come back and listen to Fork and Spoon. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and... and Twitter. Because we need your follows because we, we love, you. love you so much. Like all of you. Every single one of you. <laughs> so please follow us. Just search for the Fork and Spoon podcast and you will find us. You will. Thank you so much much it's been a pleasure thank you very much thank you estelle thank you key and i shall see you next time see you next time bye right okay seriously i'm stuck oh i don't know how we're gonna get out of here (laughs) you literally like at least i want to reverse (laughs) (laughs) you can't reverse there's There's two chairs literally wedged in here oh i forgot about the wheelie bottom of this you can just (laughs) wheel out and fall off the (laughs) i don't go i would do that at this point okay be careful i'm gonna try all right no but i think i'm gonna take you please don't go i need you for next week's podcast i'm gonna have to just oh, be careful. it's not gonna work. I'm gonna have to clamber. Okay, you clamber. Oh, <laughs> your head now. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to seriously like. Be careful. The good thing about it being so Stand. stuck is that it's a solid. Uh, oh. So, oh my god, leg up. Oh. <laughs> I'm out. You're out. Well done. <laughs>